You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, at that time on uh, Pertinence Punctuated, we joined by our very owner, Molana Salim Karim, and Alhamdulillah, Suma Alhamdulillah, his podcasts are literally, people, literally going like hotcakes, and many have been warning me. There's Molana's uh, podcast, we need his podcast, and Alhamdulillah, Molana really takes a great, uh, you know, TLC, tender loving care, when he's giving you the nasiya. It's from the heart, and you can uh, see his dedication, and Allah reward Molana immensely in both the dunya and akhirah for that lovely topic indeed uh, this evening uh, where you know you say pious children uh, blessings uh, for parents you know forever and ever Bolana salim karim assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh lovely topic indeed all yours Molana. bismillah alhamdulillah أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وقال تعالى في مقام آخر ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وطنا عذاب النار وقال تعالى في مقام آخر إنما أموالكم وأولادكم فتنة صدق الله مولانا اللبين Respected brothers, sisters, dosto, azizo, fakiru, and friends. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us many bounties. وَإِن تَعُدُّ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تَحْسُوهَا In reality, if we have to count the blessings of Allah, it's virtually impossible. So, one of the great blessings that Allah can give to an individual after Iman Billah, Iman bin Rasulullah is pious children. So the question here is, this gift of Allah, have we appreciated it? As somebody said it so nicely, your children are a gift from Allah. And a gift What's the purpose? Is intended to bring you closer to Allah. Even if you have difficulty in unwrapping it, Allah is Your children are a gift from Allah. We need to thank Allah Ta'ala for granting us waladun salihu, highest children. So your children are a gift from Allah. And what's the purpose of a gift? A gift is intended to bring you closer to Allah, even if you have difficulty in unwrapping it. The best gift, hadith of the Prophet wasallam, a best gift a parent can give to his child is manners. 
Likewise, your eyes are a gift from Allah. Allahu Akbar. Do we really thank Allah for the sight that He's given us? Ask those who are blind how much they desire to see light, see their family members, see the Qudrat of Allah. But Allah Ta'ala says, whoever I have tested with their sight, I shall replace them with great bounties in the Akhirat. So the best gift a parent can give to his child is Adab. Your eyes are also a gift from Allah. Don't give them to shaitan. So many du'as Allah Park has given us to read. One of the greatest sunnahs of the Anbiya was to make du'a for their children. Together with du'a they were crying to Allah. Hadrat Yaqub salam cried for 40 years. Qala innama ashku basti wa hudni ila Allah. Oh Allah, I cried to you and I placed my case to you. 40 years of crying, became blind. Ulamani likahir, they have written that in your du'as, cry to Allah when it comes to your children. We don't have time for this, those two. You see, in another hadith, the Prophet said, For every tree there is a fruit. Now it's spring. MashaAllah, all of us are going into this mode of gardening. Great sawab. When you look at greenery, it brings good sight to you. When you walk on greenery, we don't even have the time to walk bare feet. That's how nazuk mizaj we are. Tomorrow Allah knows best when there's a tested trial and we have to walk bare feet. I don't think any of us or many of us will make it. But you see an indigenous child, you see an Afrikaner child, winter or summer, they're walking bare feet. They don't get pricked by thorn or small, small items that leave. You and I, we can't even walk one meter. If you want to strengthen your eyesight, admire Allah Ta'ala's kudrat, gardening, trees, flowers, subhanallah. Walk on grass. Many of us have lawns at all. You want to strengthen your eyesight, Hakim have said, walk on green grass. Allah will strengthen your eyesight. So for every tree, there's a fruit. So if you are planting a fruit tree or any vegetables and the birds eat of it, don't sway. Don't say nasty things. Because whatever they have eaten, Allah is going to write it for you as sadaqah, an act of charity. Birds are birds. Insects are insects. Allah feeds them. Allah provides for them. But the mafum of the hadith is so simple and so clear that if you planted a fruit tree or anything that is edible, but we didn't make other of this ni'mat. 
Look at the directive of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah said, teach them to pray at seven years old. Introduce them to namaz. If you want our children to be the coolness of our eyes, then it starts early training on tarbiyah. So Huzuri Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, teach them, introduce them to salah at the age of seven. And give them a little smack lightly at the age of 10. They don't want to read namaz. They're reluctant to give them a light smack at the age of 10. And thirdly, Rasulullah said, separate their beds. And unfortunately, some of the problems that we face where incest is taking place. Gee, so many haram activities are taking place between brothers and sisters because they're sleeping on one bed. There is no separate blankets. Gee, shaitan doesn't know any bounds and limits. He will make the haram happen. One of the adabs of waking up from your sleep when you wake up in the morning, before you touch anything, what did Rasulullah tell you and me? Go and wash your hands to your rest. Because at night when you are in your sleep and slumber, you have no idea which part of your body you have touched or scratched or whatever it is. See? Look at cleanliness. This is the beauty of Islam. Allah Ta'ala has blessed the deen of Islam. You have no idea how much sugar we make and we must make for having this beautiful deen and one of the best principles of hygiene ever in the world. They talk about World Health Organization. They got some directives about what is health and what is disease. Allahu Akbar, Hudu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave us 1400 years ago the cure for every sickness. So coming back to my point, that Rasulullah said, when your son and daughter become of age in the seven and six years old, seven years old, eight, nine, ten, eleven, before they become balir, do not allow them to sleep on the same bed. Preferably separate them, give them a separate room or separate beds. And the code of dress must be strictly enforced. Otherwise, we are seeing the haram activities that are happening, the abuse that are taking place. Allah Ta'ala protect us. The deen of Islam is the deen of fitra, natural. You don't need common sense. You don't need a scientist. You don't want anyone to come here and explain. The Allah has mentioned every aspect of the Qur'an. The hadith is the tafsir of the Qur'an. Hudud sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us. So if you want your children to be your coolness of your eyes, the, of all the ibadats, Rasulullah emphasized namaz. So at the age of seven, introduce them to namaz. Ask yourself and myself, see, I have sons and daughters, grandsons, granddaughters, as parents and grandparents, have we inculcated in them the importance of namaz? Yes, mashallah, it's so cute to see the little ones. Gee, I have a grandson that's 
one year and 15 months, Yusuf. See, mashallah, when Azan goes, township there in Verlam. When Azan goes, he holds his father's hand and makes some noise. Fellow holds his father's hand and takes him to the masjid. Subhanallah, one and a half years old. Allah Ta'ala, make them naked. Make all our children naked like this. That when it's Azan time, the child knows Allah, Allah. Those words echo because when he was born, when your child was born, you called out the Azan in his ears. When Allah's name is taken, it touches the soul. So teach your children. So my, my concern is that why are our children becoming such a burden to us? Why this anger and animosity, disrespect? Because the value of deen and tarbiyah is not inculcated in them. It is simple. If I'm going to read my salah, my child is definitely going to read Namaz. If the father is going to the masjid, the son will accompany the father. The mother is reading her salah from the children, the doctors will follow through. So as I said, it's so mashallah to see these little children. They'll put the kurta on the topi, they'll put the little burkis on, whatever it is, mashallah. Here, napkin is showing, whatever, but they're going into sajda. So, subhanallah, when Udu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to be in the position of sajda, Hadrat Hassan and Hussein used to jump on Rasulullah's back, onto Rasulullah's neck, right in sajda. And Udu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would wait in sajda, and finally, they would move off. And then Udu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to get up. Rasulullah had loved the children. When Rasulullah was leading the salah, if he heard the child crying in the masjid, in the beginning it was Jais, the women who came to the masjid, Gee, they would come with their children, and whenever Rasulullah was making imamat and he heard a child crying in the congregation, Rasulullah would shorten his namaz and make salam quickly, so that that mother is not cause any parishani. Subhanallah, so much of riayat, so much of compassion for us, for this dunya and for the akhirah. I was just reading an article just now, somebody sent it to me. Look at what percent of the youth and children are watching pornography. 50% of children. A UNISA research on youth program. Somebody sent me an article. Gee, it's written there. 50% of children are watching pornography somewhere along the line. And 10% of them are watching daily. I, as a father, gave my son or daughter that cell phone. I, as the father, purchased airtime and gave it. I loaded airtime. I gave them 100 rand, 200 rand. They want to use airtime. They want data. They want this. And what are they doing? No checks and balances. No questions asked. No verification. So we must sit and hold our head because the type of children Allah for bread in the next 10 years, this will be a lost generation of children. They won't know what gender they are. We don't know whether they are a male or a female. Allah Ta'ala protect us. If we are not going to put our foot down, Wallahu we are going to cry tears of blood. Imagine in this survey, so UNISA, Youth Research Program, 
50% of children watching pornography and 10% who are watching daily. That five-year-old, 10-year-old, 15-year-old child who's got such a pure mind, pure soul, and you are and you are disgracing it, you're destroying it. So, what type of husbands, what type of wife, what types of father, what types of mother are we going to produce in the next 15, 20 years? Shocking. But it's still time. Allah is giving you and me time, respected brothers. Allah Ta'ala protect our children, really. We cried for them. We sacrificed for them. We did so many things for them. And in the end, when we see the end results of our children, what they turned out to be, atheists, okay, modernists, have nothing to do with Islam in Sharia, then you and I will be answerable to Allah on the day of the hour. Sad, respected brothers. Yes. The Daily UNISA Bureau of Market Research, Youth Research, they did a whole survey, and this was their finding, that 50% of children are watching pornography. Somewhere along the line, and 10% who are watching daily. What do we expect? That mind is polluted. Where will modesty, sharam, and haya ever prevail in their lives? They will be a lost nation. So what is the greatest jihad then? Question. Smile at your parents. You see, if you have a good understanding between your children and yourself, you are the best teacher and you are the best murabdi. What you say is final, your, your child, your son, your daughter will listen to you. So, the greatest jihad of this time is the relationship between parents and children. It's not 10% lucky. The rest of the 90%, you go your way, lakum dinukum You do your thing, I'm doing my thing. The father and mother are doing their own thing. The children are sitting with their cell phones in their room. They're doing their thing. No hisab and kitab. Nobody is answerable. So what are you going to expect? Respected brothers, treat this children as an amanat to you, and you have great responsibilities. Some beautiful pieces of advice. He smiled to your parents. Pray on time. Number three, control your tongue. As a father and as a mother, there is a way of addressing your children and disciplining. You can't be screaming at them and beating them up like an animal. Corporal punishment, Islam had forbidden it 1400 years ago. Rasulullah said, That person is not from my ummah. Who doesn't show kindness to the young ones. Okay. And he doesn't know the respect for the elders. Allah said, that person is not from my ummah who doesn't show love, compassion for his children. And respect for the elders. So when you talk to your children, talk with other Talk with kindness and politeness. Adat Mawlana Taqi Osmani, Damatul Barakatuh, in one of his kitabs, had written that when we address our children and we want them to do something for us, don't give them an instruction. Because if I say to my son, bring me a glass of water, please, 
I gave him an instruction or I gave my daughter, please do this for me. And they don't carry it out, then they'll be gunehgaar. You will also be a gunehgaar. Rather than giving an instruction, make a request. So if for some reason or the other they can't carry it out, they won't be gunehgaar. But if you gave them an instruction and they did not carry it out, it's disobedience. So when we address and request, it's better we do it in a polite form. Instead of instructing, we make a request. Can you please do this for me? Can you please do that for me? So for some reason or the other, they cannot accomplish the task for you. They would not be sinners in the eyes of Allah. And control your eyes. Teach your children. Admire what Allah has made halal. Teach them. And finally, the most important thing, control your thoughts. Allah Ta'ala protect us from the waswasa of shaitan. You know, an empty, what is it? An idle mind is a devil's workshop, as they say. The, many times when you're sitting alone, it's better to make the zikr of Allah, make the tasbihat of Allah, make muraqaba, think about your more, think about your gunat. So, we must not talk ill about other people, our children or other people's children. We've got this bad habit that your child is like this and your child is like that. No, don't criticize anybody's children because tomorrow you don't know about your own children what will happen. As they say, people living in glass houses shouldn't throw stones at others. Some of us have this bad habit. We love to criticize other people's children. We badmouth them. We talk ill about them. We talk and we tell our children, don't associate with them. No, respected brothers and sisters in Islam. Gee, do not badmouth. In fact, make dua for those children or make some habit that inshallah you can help to make their tarbiyat. Maybe they're not attending madrasa. Talk to the parents of those children. Can I take your child to madrasa? Can I take him to talim? Can I take him to the masjid for salah? Instead of being critical, let's be optimistic, inshallah, and objective. So control your thoughts. And as I said in this beautiful hadith, cover the faults of others. And my parting words apart by take every day as a change to become a better Muslim. Take every day as a chance to become a better Muslim. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. The salvation lies in bringing the sunnah into our lives and the lives of our children, getting up for tahajjud namaz and inculcating values in our children. So, take every day as a chance to become a better Muslim. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. And before I let you go, you know, there was a brother asking me a question and he said, uh, you know, ask Molana Salim Karim, you know, we know the fathers are the shepherd of the flock, but it seems as if, you know, how is a child spoiled when uh, there is a conflict of opinion between mom and dad? And uh, generally mom say, no, he's still young, give him a break. Uh, what happens then, uh, uh, Molana? You know, fathers do give in because... Uh, you know, the woman is the queen of the castle. Your comments? Mona, 
Shafat Bhai, Rasulullah said, Ad-Dibu Awladabu. You see, till the age of seven, Shafat Bhai, that's what Sharia said. Till the age of seven, the boy stays with the mother because he needs that love, that TLC, that little bit motherly cuddle, lot of softness, kindness. But when he comes of age, as Rasulullah said, at the age of seven, introduce that child to namaz. And there is no one better than a father to instill discipline. So there is no compromise. We must have this one soon at home. When one parent is disciplining a child, the other parent must walk away and don't interfere. This is the mistake that we make, Spot by. If the mother has scolded the son or daughter, they will go around the table to the father and cry and look for empathy, empathy and pity. And then all the hard work goes down the drain. So there should be a rule at all. If one parent is in charge of discipline and other, all should follow suit. The father, as much as it's painful, he can see that child, the child is in tears. The child is crying and sobbing. You quietly walk away. Even if you have to shed a tear, walk away. Let that mother instill discipline in the daughter and in the child. So there's no conflict here, but we must set the rules right at home as parents that when I'm disciplining the child, please do not interfere. Do not overrule my decision. And if we follow this, then the children are very good in manipulating. Allah has given them this gift also. They know how to butter the bread on both sides. So if there is a rule that we have to follow in the tarbiyat of our children, when one parent is disciplining, the other parent should remain and respect what the other parent is saying. Yeah, if the parent is wrong, yes, then intervene, alhamdulillah, and correct it. But as long as what the parent, the one parent who is disciplining, is saying the correct thing and doing the right thing, please do not interfere. By, that's where when all the problems start because children know how to manipulate their parents, their teachers, and their friends. Absolutely, Molana. Your parting words this evening before we let you go. All right. You know, maybe if you end it with a joke, Yeshapad, but you know, you should be casual sometimes, you know, with our children, with our wives, and also. Husband and wife, we're sitting and we know like now it's tea time, Shabbat, right? <laughs> See? <laughs> so the husband said to his wife, you know, 40 years of marriage. I'm married to you for 40 years. First time in my life, your tea is so tasty. I'm married for 40 years and you've been making tea for me. But wallahi, today, first time, your tea is so tasty. So the wife responded, oh my words, I completely forgot and lost it. By mistake, I gave you my tea. <laughs> By mistake, I gave you <laughs> my tea. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we need to sit down the table, have a cup of tea, have some snacks. Be informal with the children. Let them speak. Let your wife speak, inshallah. Don't be a lion all the time. Sometimes become, gee, come polite and be humble, inshallah. Jazakallah. Jazakallah, Kaira, Molana. You have a lovely evening ahead. Talk to you soon.
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. Yes, absolutely. A brilliant uh, from uh, Molana Salim Karim. They really enjoyed his nasiyat, and I want to thank uh, thank uh, Lucalo for brilliant engineering uh, this evening. Keep it locked on to Marcus uh, Sahaba for beautiful programming from the team. And I till we meet you again. We bid you, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.